but about two years ago, I was raped. There's a lot of anger. We're not being manly enough. There are two ideas about safe spaces. My understanding of the world changed. And I felt numb. Are you a man or a mouse? I was alone. I couldn't bring myself to say it. I was lost. All I wanted was to be able to share my experience, what was happening to me with someone. Hey everyone, welcome once again to Safe Places and Spaces for Men. This is your male survivor resiliency leadership development coach, Thomas Edward. Hey, and this week, actually, I'm coming to you from Seattle, Washington. So back up in my old stomping ground, I'm up here working with some clients uh, this week and then uh, for a few days and then up to Canada. So to work with some clients um, there. So I'm having to get used to uh, the cold because <laughs> I woke up this morning. It's like 30 degrees. And I just wasn't ready from that because I just in California yesterday, it was like 72, 73 or something like that. And I was walking around in shorts. So this morning I am in thermals. And uh, hey, but the nice thing is this actually the sun is out. There's no overcast clouds like usual and there's no rain. So it'll probably be a, a good day. Cool, but sunny day. All right, so on today's podcast, this is what I want to do. We're going to do a little bit of a blast from the past. So some of you guys have contacted me and you said, hey, can you share with us a little bit more about the stage two? So the workshops and uh, the coaching workshops that take place. So what I did was I actually dug up my old archives. And this was from like years ago, like when I first started doing this and had a radio show. Uh, So we did a workshop retreat and it was actually over the Thanksgiving uh, weekend. And uh, so we had uh, two of the participants who stayed for a couple of days afterwards and we we did some stuff and did some sightseeing. And so I just asked them, I said, hey, would you guys like to be on the radio show with me? And so they're like, yeah. So they came in and what they did was they shared uh, their experience of the retreat for that weekend. So I just want to introduce you guys, if you're thinking about, you know, maybe I want to do the stage two where you do the online course for eight weeks. And then after that, we do the three day live event. Um, So if you're interested in that, I just want to share with you maybe their perspective. Maybe it feels a little bit scary because it's like, oh, I've never done anything like that. Uh, It is an awesome, phenomenal experience. And so. You don't have to take it from me. I'll just let you listen to some guys and how it worked and helping them in their life. I've been gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, Many of you know that I was in North Carolina uh, with the conference there. And then, of course, on the way back, I stopped by and saw mom and the rest of the family and uh, hung out with some old friends and had a great time. But it's great to be here with you guys tonight. And tonight we have a a special show. Now, many of you know that we've been doing the advertisements for the Healing Broken Men retreat, the Thanksgiving retreat. And actually, we had that retreat this weekend. And boy, let me tell you, it was a doozy. And so tonight, we are fortunate actually to have some of the members in studio with us tonight that actually attended the Healing Broken Men retreat this Thanksgiving. And I've asked them to be here tonight to just kind of um, voice the things that they experienced and
And what I'm hoping is by them sharing with you their experience, that if there are others out there, other men who need help, that you might take that first step. Hopefully, as we talk about these things on the radio, those of you that are listening, it will help to give you hope. It will help to give you confidence to break free because we're definitely trying to help hearts find freedom. So in studio tonight, I have uh, Alex W. from North Carolina, who was one of the men at the retreat. And I have another Alex. It's almost like Alex squared, but we have <laughs> Alex C. I'm going to call because he's from actually from Cala. Hey, you guys, thanks for being in the studio with me here tonight. Thank you, Thomas. All right. So I guess I want you guys to kind of start out a little bit. Um, you know, first of all, you know, how did you guys hear about the retreat? What attracted you to the retreat? You know, were you nervous when you're going up to the website, checking out the information, filling out the application? What was going through your mind and head? Well, uh, my mom's therapist had recommended that she check this website out um, for me. So we were talking about therapy or some other subject, and she said, hey, we should get on this website. So we did, and I took a look at it, and we were really excited. My experience was more... Uh, I uh, found myself at the weakest, lowest point in my life having um, been separated from my wife due to my inferiority um, and my anger, I was desperate to find a way to repair myself, repair the damage that had been done. Uh, I've been fighting all these demons for 20-some years. And I got on the website um, by looking up bro how to fix a broken man. Oh, okay. I, uh, I looked it up because that's something I'd always considered myself. Mm -hmm. And that's something I told my wife before we got married, that I was broken. And there it was. And I looked up the website and I thought, gosh, it's in Seattle. There's no way that's going to happen. And on the third time that I looked it up, I decided to go ahead and send in my application. And uh, when I put it in the mailbox, I, I said a prayer. Here I am. Yeah, it was interesting because... Uh I mean, you had sent it, and it was what was so amazing about it is you had sent it, and then I was in North Carolina, you know, the same way, well, it's sitting here in the mailbox. I'm there in North Carolina. It's like, oh, if I would have known, I could have just stopped by, <laughs> just could have stopped by and saw you. Um, but I was, I, was, I was really not only amazed, but I was, I was happy, actually, when I got the application. So, you guys, let's just say you filled out the application. What was kind of going through your mind, especially with, you know, some of the questions and things that I asked you? on the application and then the interview? I thought the application was very thorough. Okay. Uh, the questions there that I had to answer made me feel more secure about where I was going, about that it was going to be a safe place. And um, I knew I was going to be there with other men that had been through the same thing I had. And I was really, I was looking forward to that. And of course, it's, you're nervous going somewhere new and going to talk about something you've hidden for years, perhaps, or uh, not wanna, wanted to think about. So, What about you, Alex? Well, I remember filling out the application and um, being well, we, really... We had issues with yours, though, didn't we? Because then you have to send it through the, uh, through the email. Yeah, 
Yeah, I I faxed or scanned it and, yeah. and emailed it in. But um, I remember filling it out and some of the questions that you were asking. Uh, I just wanted to keep going. Oh, you know, I wanted okay. to get started right away and just <laughs> was trying to cram in all this information into this space because I already felt like I was learning. You're my number one A student. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're so gung ho about it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so there you are, and you know things have worked out. You're you're able to come. You're, you're on the plane, and which is interesting. Now, were you guys both on the same plane? At we don't know point? if we were on the same plane, but we ended up on a street corner. Yeah. On our way from a bus, and here's this guy with a suitcase lugging it down the street, and I'm doing the same thing, and he's trying to figure out where he's going, and I'm trying to figure out where I'm going, and I thought for sure that he was going the same place, but. Uh, he was so distracted and focused on herself, himself, he didn't even notice me go by with my suitcase. I was completely lost in my head, looking <laughs> looking at the street. Do I go left? Do I go right? Everything's closed. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. How do I ask for directions? Yeah. It's quite an so, adventure. Yeah. Now, that's an interesting one, guys, and I really, I really have to give you kudos for that uh, because we did do it over Thanksgiving, and I know that had to be hard for you guys, to, you know, to leave your families and stuff. To come, and so you know, I really hope that it, I hope that it was it was it was worth it. Uh, the interesting thing is, the person who asked us to actually have it during the Thanksgiving weekend wasn't able to attend. But you guys know me, and I'm going to go ahead and do it, you know, regardless because I, I think it's important. So there, you guys, you you finally make it to the house. Of course, I'm not there. <laughs> I just tell you guys to go ahead and go in. And uh, so the first night was interesting because of the snow and stuff we had in Seattle. We actually couldn't go up to the retreat. But, you know, what I noticed, which was interesting, as soon as everyone just came in the door, it was like, boom, family. Yeah, it was. Yeah. We, we started talking immediately yeah. about the things we had been through. Yeah. It was very freeing to be able to do that, to have people you knew were just not going to judge you. Mm-hmm. That was pretty incredible. Um you know, such a homey feeling. I mean, it was your home. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to walk in and just be like, okay, you know, I'm ready to go. And and there we went. You know, it wasn't an official start, I guess. You could say um, mm-hmm. we weren't prompted, really. We were just able to open up and start talking about some of the things that we'd been through. Yeah. And, and that that's, that's good. I mean, I really, um, this group I really remember, you know, out of all the ones I did, like I said, I, there was just, just something about the way things just worked out for everybody that everything just really kind of fell in place i mean even with the snow and stuff not being able to go out to the retreat you know that night i think it really worked out well that we were we were there uh, kind of all just really stuck in close quarters and it gave us a chance to to really work through some things to really bond yeah well then you know we we make it to the retreat the next morning well finally after breakfast of course um I know that you guys do have a voracious appetite, or some of them, some of you guys do, but that's that's good because I like to cook. So we get to the the um, the retreat, and one of the things I ask you guys to do, and, and I always usually like to do this, is when we first start out, I want to find out what are your goals, what are the outcomes of the retreat. And it was interesting when we we did that exercise, um, we really started to drill down on some of the issues, and then also hopefully to use those issues as we uh, do the conference calls and things uh, once once a month to help us to make sure that we're being held accountable and that we're doing the things that uh, we kind of said that we were going to do. What did you guys think about that exercise for the outcome and goals? Well, um, 
I thought that was really great. Um, I remember my goals were, mm-hmm. um, that was my first one. And my second one was to build healthier relationships in general. Mm-hmm. And the, the third was self-acceptance and self-love. And and that that did give me a really clear focus on, on what I wanted to do do there. Now, did you guys find that exercise a little bit challenging? You know, because I pushed you guys. I wanted specifics. I did find it challenging, okay. very challenging. The one, of, one of the things that most interested me was that our goals might have been worded different, mm-hmm. but they were very, very similar. Mm. Um, being through, going through childhood sexual abuse um, takes a lot out of a man and can sometimes make you feel less than a man. And that was one of the key things that all of us seemed to have in our goals was to feel like more of a man. Yeah, that's true. I noticed that as we were actually kind of mind mapping and, and charting that, that at least on most of the things that we touched on, if, if you were to look at the, the, different, um, the, li- the different boxes that we drew out, they were all kind of connected on an underline. And so we all had kind of the, the, the same issue underlying there or maybe some of the same phobias or fears. Now I want to ask you guys, was there any fear coming into the retreat? Yes. my uh, I was okay. My family was worried for me. They'd okay. never done something like that. Uh, my brother told me not to drink the Kool-Aid, <laughs> yeah. if anybody catches that. Um, but... Uh, and your website was so well set up, and you're on the radio, and you've written a book, and clearly it's not hard to tell that this is legitimate. Okay. What about you, Alex? Um, fears coming into the, the workshop, the retreat, you know, I really didn't have any fear at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some fear at the retreat. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> dealt with some there. Um, but it came together, worked so smoothly in my life, bringing it all together for me. That was just amazing. Um, I had really been addressing this issue for a few months, really actively going at the healing. And I remember a tremendous amount of fear when my mom gave me this book mm-hmm. on healing from sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, you might like to read this. I have this section outline. And I took it and I started reading it. And um, and I read it and it just opened up for me. And I thought, I need to read this book. And at that point, I was just saddened and and it really weighed down on my heart. I was like, you know, I'm really actually going to have to do a lot of work, and it's going to be hard. And I was really scared at that point. Yeah. Now, Alex, I have a question for you because I remember um, an email, and you had sent me before. You say, you know, is there anything I need to do to prep or whatever and to get ready? And my my advice was to you was to not do anything for a weekend and just chill and be ready. Yeah. <laughs> was that good advice? It was good advice. Um, Did you follow it? Well, <laughs> actually, um, I didn't. I didn't focus on um, you know some of the, the therapy and healing from the sexual abuse yeah. so much. Um, but I was building a fence in you know cold weather, hard okay. work to pay to be able to come okay. here. So okay. I was like, you know, I got I've got to pay for it. So I was you know breaking my back, but uh, it was all worth it. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes it can be pretty intense. And so I just wanted you to kind of come in with somewhat of a of a clean yeah. clean slate, you know, from from that perspective. All right, so there we are. We're doing we're doing some of the exercise now. How did you guys uh, deal with when we got to uh, well uh, when we got to the disclosure? 
How did you guys feel about that exercise? Disclosure. Telling about our stories? Yeah, because here we are. We're all sitting in the room. We all know that each person in this room has been sexually abused, but yet we're going a little bit deeper. It was very scary. Yeah. It's, of course, it's not fun to bring up. It it hurts every word to think about it, the images you that come into your head that you don't want to go there. Um, it was very difficult. But once you finally let go of everything by telling your story, it makes it a little easier. You feel a little bit of the weight go off of your shoulders. Yeah. I felt so much better afterwards. Um, going into it was was very hard, and the experience of it, um, the disclosure was hard. Um, I've, I've told my story a few times, but it it was really different because it was so personal, and I was so close to you, um, so close to you guys in such a short amount of time. But um, I I really started to feel the shame, you know, that I shouldn't have to carry, and I'm I'm not carrying any longer. But the it was working up to it, you know, it's like admitting something and I haven't done anything wrong, but it's, it felt like I was admitting something that I had done wrong, having mm-hmm. to come clean, so to speak, when I wasn't the one who was dirty right. at all. Right. That's interesting. Now, when we come back from this next break, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys to think about this question while we're on the break. How was it to listen to the other participants tell their stories? What did that do to your heart? You know, what did it feel how did it impact you broke my heart yeah seeing grown men and it was like i couldn't even look at them in the eye sometimes because they were so hurt and uh, as they were sitting beside me it was almost as if you could see them shrinking mm-hmm. and getting smaller and smaller to the young innocent kids they were when this happened to them and it took me completely out of my story and my pain and I just felt so bad for him. And I wish I wanted to do anything I could mm-hmm. to help him. It it was really touching for me. Um, I mean, very hard to watch, very, but worthwhile. And I so wanted to be there and so loved being there for, for everyone and and taking part in that. Um, it, it was... You know, it, the strange thing was it's so easy to sit there and be a non, non-judgmental. And I think that's something that we all worry about so much mm-hmm. um, as being, being children and now men recovering from sexual abuse um, is how people are, what people are going to think of us. And mm-hmm. all I could do is just sit there and feel compassion for everyone. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting even, you know, for me, even being the facilitator, as I'm listening to the stories, you know, I'm thinking, I got your back. I got your back, <laughs> you know, as everyone's, as everyone's telling your story. And it becomes a thing of camaraderie, but also protective, you know, that you want to protect the other people that are in the room, you know, as they are there telling their stories. Now, what is, is interesting, and I think we're going to probably have to do it another another segment for this, and so you guys can think about <clears throat> this and from that perspective, um, how difficult, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, they say that, you know, we are men and, and by this time that the pain, you know, shouldn't be there, that we should get over it. But what did you guys notice as we were actually, you know, going back and disclosing and, and, and bringing up some of that? Oh, I 
I do not like that phrase at all. Yeah. <laughs> Just get over it. It's so silly. It's like telling someone who's had their foot cut off, you know, oh, that happened a year ago. Just get over it and go run that marathon. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you've been hurt deeply in your soul. And um, help watching people, watching um, the men go through that, uh, you really realize how deep the wounds are. And you don't realize it until you go back there. So even myself, I try to play it off like, you know, it doesn't really affect me that much. And the more I go into the healing process, the more I realize, yes, I, I understand how it's affected all my life and my entire, all my relationships. My wow. marriage. And your marriage, yeah. Yeah, it took a big toll out of me. Okay. And I'm glad I'm finally taking care of it. Okay, so I'm going to ask you about that on, on the next show because we've, we've run out of time for, for this show, and so we'll dive a little bit. Because I think that's important because there are other men that are dealing with the same type of issues and that it's important for us to you know discuss some of these, even in the limited amount of time that we have. So, all right, guys, there you go. That was actually the, the first part of it. And maybe if I get an opportunity, we'll share the, the, the second part. Uh, but hopefully that gives you an idea when we talk a little bit about you know, the coaching workshops. And uh, like I said, they're just a great place to, to be when we're starting to, to work through things. And, you know, I, I always love it because when we doing the exercise and, and, and just having fun together, but also, you know, diving into those issues also. And a lot of people say for them, that's where uh, much of the transformation actually takes place for them. All right, guys, until next week, safe places and spaces for men. Fine, oh, you turn out fine. But you gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down, hey. You gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head